Hi, I'm Tyler Yules. Welcome to How the Grades Do It. Man, we are back again. Um, another episode of How the Grades Do It. Super excited. We have Brian Howard, CRO for Impact Search Partners. Brian, appreciate you jumping on with us today. Um, and thanks for uh, thanks for being willing to share that inf- a lot of that information that you have. Yeah, absolutely, Tyler. Appreciate you having me on. Just looking forward to having a great conversation with you. Absolutely, man. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and you know how you got to where you are today a little bit? Sure, sure. Um, you know, in terms of just kind of discovering that sales was really where I wanted to be professionally, uh, really just kind of happened right out of school. And I think just, you know, being an, uh, you know, a curious person, um, you know, and just kind of having the the personality and kind of the engagement, uh, you know, style that I've, that I've always had. I think it's just always been kind of a natural path that I went and followed, um, you know, graduated with a degree in sports management from Ohio University. And my first, I guess, professional job in sales was working for the Atlanta Knights uh, hockey team here, selling corporate sponsorships and packages and things like that. And just really discovered that, uh, really just discovered that, you know, the thing that I, you know, loved about it was not only just the opportunity to to do something that people, you know, to provide something that people wanted to do, but also just knowing that your hard work is, is, you know, going to pay off. You're going to be rewarded for the effort that you put in. And I think that's really what triggered that light bulb for me that, you know, just following this kind of path, like the more you put into it, the more you can get out of it. And not only that, you know, the, the overall goal is just to be helping people or to provide something that people want. So I think that's really what kind of gotten it's, you know, got my start in it. Um, you know, from there, um, transitioned into the, the tech sales market um, early on in my career. Um, kind of started with a very traditional model, you know, looked like everybody was, uh, we're all part of the same fraternity and, uh, you know, kind of got taught the, got taught the, you know, the old school traditional, Hey, just, uh, it's all about, you know, effort and contacts and metrics and just, you know, pounding the phones and and getting people to, uh, to agree to what you have to offer. But, um, you know, really just transferred and, you know, transitioned into more of an enterprise role in the tech world. Um, and then in, probably the mid 2000s, uh, decided to take the leap and became a co-founder and starter uh, of Impact Search Partners, which is a recruiting firm. So we, we specialize a lot in, in high tech and, you know, uh, you know what I guess what you call impact positions, um, things that yeah. usually are attached to revenue, uh, specifically sales uh, at an enterprise level, all the way up to executive leadership. But I've really been doing that since, uh, since the mid 2000s. Um, the company itself has transitioned into more of a true recruiting shop and model where we've got, you know, you know, a dozen to 14 or so people that are part of our team. Um, as CRO, my focus is obviously going to be on generating um, new business for the for the firm, for the agency. Uh, so, yeah, I've just been doing that for call it the last almost 20 years. So, yeah, um, just just kind of naturally just I, I've always been curious about the, uh, the recruitment industry. And, you know, the search business and just decided to take the leap and, you know, start this, start this, you know, chapter of my life. Yeah, I love that, man. I appreciate you sharing that. And um, it's funny how life will sometimes lead you in a way that, you know, you, you really should be going. Like, did, were you always one of those people that uh, was directed to sales or like, did, like, were you, did you know I, you wanted to be a salesperson or did you somewhat just fall into it? Did it find you? 
it just, I, kind of, I guess you could say it kind of found me, you know, as a, you know, with my major from school, I, 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 you know, my intention or my thought process was I want to be involved in the professional sporting world in some way, you know, yeah. um, obviously, you know, wasn't, uh, wasn't a pre-law type of student. So, you know, being an agent or, you know, understanding contracts probably wasn't the way to go or wasn't going to be the path, but, you know, always have been, you know, competitive and, you know, involved in athletics and um, just, you know, that's where I really wanted to get my start. And then, being part of that organization, but then also kind of discovering that, wow, I really do like, you know, the, just the, the engaging and interactive aspect of sales and, you know, being able to just, again, help people or provide something that, you know, that either is a solution for them, I guess, later on my career, that's what it was about. But I mean, in this, in this stage, it was more about providing something that people enjoyed and that they liked. Um, So, you know, that's just kind of where I just discovered that, this is this is the kind of thing that really motivates me and this is just you know just yeah having that uh, having that interaction and being you know being able to help people yeah i love that you know were there any uh significant turning points or challenges that helped shape your approach to sales uh you know you learn things so much along the way tyler so it's you know i think yeah. um you know it's it's, it's funny like I, and, and having been in this business uh you know as long as i have you, know, you you engage with you know so many professionals, and usually my conversations are steered more towards you know sales professionals, people I've either worked with or worked for throughout the years. Yeah. And you know it's funny because you know most salespeople, especially you know they always want to talk about the big wins, the big successes that they had. You know, wow, well, let me tell you about this this great deal that I landed. But I think more than more important than anything else, especially uh, you know the the ones that I know that are really effective and really good people, you learn so much more from the the opportunities that you don't win. And I think you learn so much more from the things that, that didn't go your way. And you realize I should have done these things differently. And I probably could have won that deal or I could have won that opportunity. Um, yeah. You know, so, and I think, I think that's really, I don't know if there's a specific event. I think it's really just throughout the, the, your, your process of, of being a sales professional throughout your lifetime. It's a constantly evolving, you know, scenario where you just you have to continue learning you know i think that the net net of it is whatever you're doing i think you just have to become as much of an expert as you can because that's the only way that you're going to be a credible professional and people are going to trust you enough that you can solve their problem and that you can bring value to them as a a client a hundred percent you know i think you're hitting the nail on the head right I, i think people um, can smell a salesperson, and I say salesperson as like a negative in a negative way, right? And yep. you become you becoming a subject matter expert in your in your space sets you apart and really makes you more of a consultative salesperson sales um person in that sense, right? Like we're uh we're not coming in and selling anything. You're just coming in and right. solving problems, and when you do that, you know it, it makes it makes the prospect journey so much better. Well, it's a completely different so conversation. That. Yeah. You're not coming Absolutely. in and just, you know, applying blunt force and trying to, you know, beat somebody over the head to convince them or persuade them that what you have is the best. You really need to be going in and not only, I mean, if you're an expert in your own, in your own field, you know, when you're yeah. disciplined or whatever that is, then you'll know the right questions to ask that person to identify, do I even have the right tool to help you or solve your problem? Because if you, you know, the one thing that I've that I've learned is, you know, I'll be the first person to tell you that if I if I don't think I can help you, I'm not going to waste your time or try to convince you that what I can do is the right way. I want to learn about what your objectives are 
you, you have to be able to learn about somebody's business in order to understand how to solve what they're trying to solve. 100%. Yeah. And in, and in my current world, it's, it's all about, you know, finding the right people, um, you know, and, and making those right connections between client and candidate. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, a match made in heaven is not, not um, as easily found, you know, in the staffing world, we always call it clients looking for the, the purple unicorn. Yep. Exactly. And we've, you yeah, know. we've, we've used certain phrases that are some, exactly similar to that. And yeah. that's the interesting, that's the interesting uh, dynamic with, with this, with this industry and with this business is it's not just you presenting, you know, what you have to a client to see if they're interested. You've got to match both sides of the equation. You know, you've got to make sure that the candidate is the right fit for the company and vice versa. So you're always trying to make you know, I, th- I just think that, um, you know, as a progression professionally, it was just one of those things that I- I've always been, I guess, good at being a connector of people. So even if it wasn't, you know, even before getting into, you know, the search business, uh, it was really about, oh, if I know somebody, you know, XYZ uh, vice president that I maybe used to work for that's now looking for somebody, I'll be like, oh, you should give this guy a call. He's perfect. Yeah. If, you know, you need somebody to fit this role. So. I was probably even doing it before I got started getting paid for it, I guess. So I think it's just one of those things that, uh, you know, it just seemed like a natural progression to, to make that career transition. Yeah. I love that. You know, I think, you know, the staffing industry has been hit really, really hard, especially as I think about, you know, companies working in tech, you know, what are some of the uh, sales techniques that, you, that you've used to help, really uh get in front of new business especially in a down market yeah you know obviously the last couple of years have been extremely crazy i mean it's been you know yeah uh, 21 and 22 there was such a, a high you know amount of activity with with everybody especially in tech that we're looking for good people and there seemed to be a shortage of available people um so i think you know for for 23 we've definitely seen uh, significant slowdown, but all things considered, our business is still moving, you know, moving forward. Um, we're still, we're still, we still have plenty of opportunities we're working on. Um, I think the biggest thing is, you know, the one thing I learned early from someone who mentored me when I first got into this business, um, you know, it's kind of a mantra that I still use to this day is you're only remembered, you're only as good as your last search. So yeah. if you've continued to do a good job and you know that, you are a trusted source and really a true partner to your clients, then, you, you know, even during the tougher times, it might be slower, but you're still going to get consistent work. Um, tech is definitely seeing a slowdown, as I'm sure everybody knows in the market right now. But, um, you know, you've been doing this long enough, I'm sure as well. It doesn't last forever, uh, especially in the technology yeah. space. Things do not stand still for that long. So, um, you know, you ride some of these, some of these waves and some of these cycles, but I've seen, you know, gosh, since since I got into this business in the in the mid two thousands, obviously, you know, oh eight, everybody remembers just a rough, rough time uh, for this yep. business. But you ride those cycles in and out, and I think as long as you you know your clients know you're a trusted source and you are you know a, you truly bring value to their organization as a partner, um, and you're not just another vendor, um, I think that's you know that's when things pick back up. People remember you. And I think bigger, bigger than anything, it's just really just staying, staying in front of people and just really, I've been taking the approach of, I just really want to know what you you know, my clients are seeing out in the market because it's yeah. not just my business that slowed down, but theirs as well. So what are they doing? You know, what are they seeing? And, you know, also just keeping in touch with them to, to know what's coming around the corner and what's on the horizon for say 2024. 
yeah. it was just visibility and, is key. Yeah, absolutely. And and so to really stay on that topic, right? You talk about like staying in front of your client, you know, providing value and um and staying visible. Like how are you doing that currently? And are there different ways that you found um are more successful than others? You know, I think um, you know, more than anything, I'm just uh I'm you know, you make yourself available and I think right now you know, especially since the pandemic, I mean, with even with the, you know, the, uh, you know, increase in use of things like this, you know, whether it's Zoom or yeah. MS Teams or whatever, um, I'm always willing to talk to anybody that's reaching out, you know, whether there's, you know, an instantly recognizable, you know, benefit for either side. I'm always open to having a conversation because that's how you learn about what people are doing. So I think it's just, you know, any and all uh, ability to, to have conversations or, you know, even just say, Hey, let's catch, I haven't talked to you in, in quite a while. Let's just grab coffee and yeah. just want to kind of talk about what's, what's going on in your world right now. So I think it's just, it's a matter of, it's not necessarily, Hey, what kind of you know work do you have for me? It's really just staying connected to people that you've either worked with, you know, throughout the years, or you're just wanting to stay connected to. Um, and I think that's just really been my, you know, general approach to it is, just stay, you know, stay connected with people. I mean, that's the yeah. only, that's the only thing you can really do right now. And, you know, I, I'm confident that, you know, with the relationships and the, you know, the connections that we have, you know, in our, in our reputation, uh, you know, when things do take that turn, then that's when we'll see even a, a bigger pickup uh, of opportunity and our ability to, you know, be an extension of their teams and help them. Yeah. I'd love to hear a little bit about how you build, you know, a strong network, um, that really lead to long-term partnerships and opportunities. Um, cause you know, I think this, this industry or this, this time in modern selling, right? Like it's more important than ever. Yeah. I, I think it's, uh, you know, there's always a variety of approaches, right? You can, you can sometimes, you know, just, you can with technology and information being as available as it is, you can always find who's, you know, who's hiring and who's got active job opportunities out there. But I think that, you know, the real secret is, okay, A, do they, do they really fit into your ideal client criteria? You know, are they, are they a company that you feel you would be an ideal partner for, right? So you can go about it traditionally like that and, you know, look to connect the dots, whether it's via mutual connections on LinkedIn or, you know, what have you. And you can look to, you know, to expand your footprint there. Um, but, you know, I think more than anything, and you know this, I mean, our business is, is very, it's so reputationally driven that referrals are, are always going to be a huge part of it. You know, if, if you have a good reputation and people know that that's usually where we get most of our, you know, conversations is somebody will reach out and say, I was referred to you by so-and-so they, you know, they had nothing but, a, you know, fantastic things to say about your firm, you know, would love to just have a conversation. And I think there's a lot more of that going on right now with available candidates than there probably were over the last couple of years. Last couple yep. of years, it was all clients saying, we need help. You know, we're, we've got so many open spots and we've got, you know, we've got nobody that's out in the field selling for us, you know, as an example. So now I think it's more candidate driven um, where people are, you know, looking to just expand their networks and reach out or, or say, hey, who do you know? And a lot of times our name gets thrown out there. So um, it's just, it's a combination of a lot of things. I mean, you can be proactive. You can try to, you know, navigate your way into a new account, you know, through pretty traditional methods. Like I said, if you know they're hiring or if you know there's a mutual connection that might be willing to make an introduction, um, you know, I think just being creative, I think is, is the biggest key right now. You just have to, there's always more than one way 
to, you know, to, to help somebody. So, you know, just being able to, if you can make that connection and you can, you know, engage in a conversation, then who knows what will happen. But my philosophy has always been, what does it hurt just to have a 20 minute call just to, to discuss how we might be able to help, if not now, down the road when things change. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I love that. Like, what advice would you give to someone that's maybe looking to expand their network or maybe have more of those 20 minute calls? Um, I think, it, um, it, you know, there's, there's, there's something, especially with, you know, with, with social media being such a, a big component of things and just in people's ability to stay connected to what's going on out there. I think that's just really one of the big things that, that most people should, should be doing, right. Is stay connected. You know, if you, if you, have an interest in a certain segment of, you know, say the tech, the tech market, you know, look at who those top companies are, follow them, see what's going on with them in terms of just activity announcement, you know, what kind of things they're involved in, um, in terms of just either, you know, conventions, shows, you know, events that they're involved in, just stay on top of that stuff, because that's going to be your best way to, to eventually make those connections and, and make those inroads. Um, I think you just, just your ability to follow somebody and, you know, even on LinkedIn, just with the, with the way those algorithms work, you can, you can like so many things. And I think it just keeps you connected to the world that you're interested in being part of. Yeah, absolutely. I know you obviously mentioned LinkedIn, like, are there certain ways that you're using LinkedIn to stay in front of your, your prospect base? And, um, like, what have you found that's working on LinkedIn and what's not? Um, you know, LinkedIn is obviously a huge, huge tool that we're, you know, that, that myself and our entire firm is, is we're constantly utilizing. Um, you know, the biggest thing is just continuing to expand your network and, you know, continuing to broaden it, not just, I, I take, I take a very targeted approach to, to the connections that I have via LinkedIn. They're usually, you know, invitations are usually sent for a reason and with a purpose, not just, I want to connect with, you know. 10,000 people just to say, I mean, but you know, you do that. How many of those people do you really know? Most of them are people that I've either worked with or worked for throughout my lifetime. So, you know, making those connections and then really just the, the, the easiest way to, to expand that and expand your opportunity is just take those first level connections and see who, you know, who, you know, you might be mutually, you know, you might know, or who's a wrong out from that, that makes sense to connect with. Oh, I, I see you also know Tyler, or I see, you know, Brian, we're connected to a lot of the same people. You get those messages all the time. So I think it's just, yeah. you constantly just have to be, you know, and I'm a, I'm a daily user of just staying, you know, staying connected with my contacts. You know, a lot of them are people I've worked with in the past. And even if I haven't spoken to any of them, you know, within the last year or so, just a constant, you know, continual reach out to say, hey, just want to see how you're doing. I hadn't talked to you in a while. Let me know if you're yeah. open to catching up for 15 minutes. Uh, and I think just, again, just, being staying visible and staying in front of people is just such a huge thing. And, you know, a lot of people, if they, if they're, if they know you personally, they're, they're more than happy to take the time to, to catch up for 15, 20 minutes. So that's really been a lot of what I've done. Even just this year is just trying to make a more of a considered effort to not just deal with the work that's, that's staring you right in the face that you have to execute on, because that's obviously how we make a living. But I think it's yeah. just more along the lines of making more of a concerted effort just to, reconnect with people that you it, you'd be like wow i'm surprised it's 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 been two years really since we last talked yeah probably so yeah it might make sense to just uh you know reach out for 20 minutes or so yeah so just that's that's really been my biggest one of my biggest things this year just to you know stay again just stay connected to people and make more of an effort 
to, to reach out and just, and it's, again, it's not, Hey, what kind of work can I get from you? It's really just would love to catch up. And it's been a while. Yeah. I love that. Um, I don't think you can ever have too much interaction with, uh, with people in the network, right? Like people remember you, um, for one reason or another. And if it's for staying on top of, of them and their relationship, right? Like, I think they appreciate that in the long run. Yeah. I think, and especially in this business, I mean, you know, even this year it's, you know, I've had, you know, even former executives that I've worked with that might be actively out in the market right now. I'm always willing to, to, you know, be as helpful as I can be because, if, even if it doesn't necessarily benefit you, you know, you know, financially, it's yeah. going to benefit you. But just by doing, I mean, just do the right thing by, you know, the people that you've worked with and, you know, especially with your clients, it will come back to reward you in the end, just because they're going to remember all oh, this, is, you know, when I was looking, you know, Brian introduced me to, you know, this guy over here that was, you know, that was hiring and, you know, they're, people are just always going to remember when you do right by them. And that's always yeah. been my, my biggest philosophy is just, do right by your clients and everything will work out for it's for all the right reasons in the end. Love that. And and I think that, um, that shows, right? Like you don't stay in business, especially in the staffing industry, uh, for, for more than 20 years by not, not doing the right thing in that right. sense. Yeah. And people well, man, will remember, and if you, and if they don't trust you, they will remember that. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, man, I'd love to hear if there was a cert, you know, we, I think we all get hit with setbacks, um, throughout our career and maybe even through the business process. Like I'd love to hear of one of them and maybe how you turn into a valuable learning experience. Well, I mean, especially in this industry, Tyler, I mean, there's, there's all, we all have the horror stories, right? It's like, wow, you'll never right. believe what happened to me. Um, you know, I think, um, I don't know if there's a specific one. I mean, there's always, you know, there's certain isolated incidents, especially when you're talking about, if you're doing, if you're involved in a high level search, you know, and while you get right down to the end and, you know, just, it didn't, it didn't go your way. Right. Um, you know, we've all had that. Wow. This was, this thing was locked in. This candidate was the right fit. The client yeah. was excited to bring them on board. And then something goes sideways where they're either, they either turn it down or, you know, I think th those are the ones that, that sting the most. Um, it's just like, wow, this, I thought for sure. I mean, like, you know, if you're putting your forecast together, you're like, this is absolutely on my clothes list. I mean, this is a done deal, right? Um, yeah. And it gets down to the last minute and then something, something happens. Um, so I, I think in those kind of cases, you know, the, the biggest lesson is, you know, and I think just anybody who's been involved in sales is, you know, can attest to this. You just, you even as much as you think, you know, you should always be confirming every step of the way and not, you can't skip steps. If you do, you're going to, you're going to pay for it. It's going to come back and, and, and kill you. And just because you think, you know, if you didn't ask all the right questions, yep. um, then that can come back to hurt you. And I, I think one of the things that we always try to, you know, to even iterate with, you know, with our team is, don't be afraid to ask the tough questions. Even if you, even if you think, you know, the answer that's coming is not the one you want to hear. At least you're going to know you're not going to yep. get to the finish line. And then something goes sideways because when that happens, then your client's going to blame you. Your client's going to blame you for not, for not verifying that this, that this candidate was ready to accept this offer, so to speak. So you just don't, don't be afraid to ask the tough questions, even though you may not like the answer. Yeah. I love that. Right. Like, 
ask the hard questions, right? Even if you don't necessarily want the answer, I think we probably need the answer at that point. And right, you know, expect, yeah, setting expectations is huge too, right? Like if, yep. if you don't set expectations on the front end, um, a lot of times there's there's that disagreement on the back end that, and if you just would have took a little bit more time, set expectations and how yeah. um, things should have went, right? Like you may not have run into that same issue. Exactly. And and I think that, th- I think that sometimes that at least with some of the folks that we brought on that are newer, um, I think, and especially when you're in a, a more, you know, a, a slower market, um, I think a lot of times people feel a little hesitant to to do those things or to say, you know, to either ask the tough questions or yeah. to set the expectations. I think the thing we're always trying to, you know, from a leadership perspective, always try to get through to some of our folks is if you're doing your job right, then you've earned the right to, to set those expectations and to help manage that process. So don't be afraid to, you know, to be the driver of it. I mean, if, if you're doing the right things, then closing that, closing that search and, and getting that fill, that's just going to be a natural event if you've done all the right things. But if you yeah. don't, then you usually wind up paying for it. What, what advice would you give to somebody that's um, maybe newer to sales and, you know, they haven't they they haven't went through the process of setting expectations with clients um and so they maybe have to give really hard feedback to a client that uh for one reason or another like what advice would you give to that person that's trying to trying to deliver that feedback well i think i think if especially if anybody's new to it right from a professional level uh, you know whatever your process is it's just that you need to have a process you yeah. can't just, I mean, I mean, every client's different, every situation is different, but your process should be the consistent component of that. Because if you're not following that process, then it's just going to be blind luck sometimes when you get those wins, right? You, you have to be able to adhere to this is how, this is how we effectively get things done. And I think that's one thing, especially in our industry that we're also continuing to try to drive home is when you're working with a new client, those expectations need to be established up front. We have kind of a, a working document that, you know, when a new client is brought on and we have, you know, uh, fee agreements already signed and in place, you know, one of the things that we will do is have an initial kickoff to say, okay, this is how we need, if we, this is how we need to work with you in order yeah. for us to, to successfully help you and for you to be successful working with us, this is how it needs to go. So um, I think, you know, it, it has to be a mutually beneficial process in order for it to work. Because if it's just one sided, um, number one, that's not a partnership and that's not how we prefer to work. Um, yep. You know, I've, I think that I think one of the hard things to do for a lot of folks, especially new, is to turn away from a potential opportunity. But you you have to make sure that it's the right kind of business for you, because if it's not, you know, especially if you're a contingency based firm, you're only getting paid in your results. So if it's not the right situation and that that partnership isn't truly in alignment, what do you you're spending your time to not make anything? You're not going to benefit from it professionally mm-hmm. and financially. You're not yeah. going to win. So if yep. they're not willing to partner with you and work with you and they just want you to be another vendor that just submits through a, a portal and submits resumes in the hope that one of them is going to stick. That's really not how we prefer to work. And really, that's not our value. Our value yeah. is really becoming an extension of our clients' internal teams to be able to help them be successful and to fill the right seats with the right people. 
Yeah, I love that, right? Like you can't be a one a one size fits all. And I, I think right if you serve if you try to serve everybody, right, you you end up serving nobody. And so I love that, um, right? You understand the value that you provide as a company, and right, I think everybody can take a little bit from this and say like, you know what, like sometimes it's it's okay to walk away from a deal and i think that makes right sometimes for a better business and maybe even a stronger relationship later on down the line it does. because they knew yep. hey this person was different and when they don't get the results that they were necessarily looking for they're going to say hey like i remember that conversation like maybe we need to give this other strategy a try right exactly exactly and, and so I, i've had know, that the happen time, too. the times that i've done that the times that i have you know even turned away there there have been down the road, there's been, you know, instances where that's come full circle and it's like, okay, so yeah. it just wasn't the right time. Or maybe it takes, uh, you know, a prospective client some time to understand that, okay, we've tried, you know, you know, more of just having six or so vendors that are in our system, but there's, that's still not yielding the results we want. So let's, let's come back. And I think it, it, it sometimes takes a little bit, but you know, you can't, you can't convince clients of that. They've got to come to that realization on their own. Uh, yeah. Just like when you're trying to, you know, even in, you know, direct sales, <laughs> you can't, you can't steer somebody there. They have to, you have to help them discover that aha moment where it makes sense. And you're like, okay, now that, you know, again, it's more of like a teaching process, right? That whole discovery and teaching process. Okay. I know, I know that I'm in my domain, I'm an expert and I know what I've, I've seen these scenarios before. So, yeah. but you, but you have to be able to, you know, help them identify that and then you can take them down that path um, you know, once that. they understand this is how this is how it needs to be done so yeah it, it does come full circle and it does just continue to you know lend to your credibility as, a, as an expert and a professional absolutely you know what advice would you give other leaders that you know are bringing new people on like how do you build um, a great culture and really a culture of continuous improvement? That's a great question, you know, and uh, especially in today's environment, that's a, you know, culture's always been, uh, you know, something that's been important to us. Um, it's something that we try to, you know, continue to, you know, evolve and, and you know, and, and continue to make better. I mean, we have a great team. We've had, you know, a lot of our folks have been with us uh, for, for several years. So it's not, we don't have a, a ton of, of turnover in our world. Because yeah. number one, we try to create a, a collaborative environment and we want to encourage like this isn't just a shop of lone wolves, right? This is, you know, to, to really be effective, you know, creating more of a team and collaborative environment is, is such such a key because especially in busier times when you have so much work going on, if you're just running full desk on, you know, a number of things, um, you know, you're it's going to be tough to get all that done. No, it's not, not to say it's impossible. I mean, there are people that are very good at it and they can also make a very good living at it. But I think we've tried to encourage very much of a team-based approach that, Hey, if you, if you're going to need help, you know, sourcing candidates for a certain job. And it also, it also lends to one of the things that we, that we hold in, in very high regard. And that's our ability to deliver, not just quality, but deliver it quickly. Um, you know, when yeah. you talk about average, average time to fill, I mean, how many times can you say, you know, you've had a client reach out and, and they say, we need help filling a, you know, X, Y, Z role. And okay, when did you, when do you need to have this role filled? And most people tell you that, that age old joke. Yeah, we need it yesterday. Um, yep. You know, so, you know, when we're talking about, you know, our average time to fill, I think right now from in this search initiation to, to close is, 
just over 40 days. Um, you know, especially in a competitive market, you know, we, we take a lot of pride in that. Um, and a lot of that has to do with a very solid team-based approach that we have to each search. So, um, you know, we have people that are subject matter experts in, in certain areas with specialty practices. Um, we've definitely expanded outside of tech. Um, so we've gotten more into like the legal realm. Uh, we've got people that are focused on healthcare as well as our traditional, you know, cornerstone being, you know, the tech space. Um, we do have specialty practice directors that bring uh, experience from different markets that's allowed us to be, you know, agile enough, especially in a tougher market, which has helped us, you know, sustain and, and continue to to stay on track from a from an overall revenue perspective. So I think yeah. just, you know, anybody new coming in, um, you know, it's, you know, what advice do you give them? I think just uh, you got to be willing to, you know, to be a team player, especially with a, with a, a culture like ours. Um, you know, that's, that's a huge point. I think people that have tried to exist on an island, um, haven't usually done all that well, um, and have probably not stayed long-term with us or have not been the right kind of fit for impact. Yep. Yeah, that totally makes sense, man. I'd love to hear any final thoughts you'd love to share, um, to all the salespeople out there. You know, there could be some out there that have considered <laughs> making a move and, 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 uh, starting their own thing. And I know that you did that. A, a long time, uh, you know, a good bit ago at this point, and yeah. I'm sure it's been a journey, and it's still an ongoing journey that you uh, you go through. So I, I'd love it if if you if you have any final thoughts for these people. Yeah, uh, well, I guess if you're considering that, um, feel free to reach out to me directly. Um, yeah, you know, if you're looking at that from a from a career standpoint, but I think uh, either anybody looking to to make that transition, um, or even looking at you know elevating, you know their their professional level as, as far as being a sales professional. Um, I think just the, the biggest thing, like I said, is, is, you know, there's no, there's no shortcuts, um, especially when it comes to, you know, your own ability to learn and to gain knowledge. There's so much information that's out there. So become as much of an expert as you can. I think just in, in whatever yeah. you're interested in doing, because that's just going to make you more effective uh, and more credible as a, as a sales professional. I think that's the biggest thing because only then are you going to be able to truly align with whoever you're trying to, to help or sell to. Right. Um, you know, it's, I mean, we've all heard it before, you know, nobody likes to be sold to, but people love to buy things. So, um, just when, so true. when you become, when you become more of that expert, you know, in your area, then you just become credible and in selling and, you know, essentially closing becomes just a natural event. It just becomes, you know, something that should just, you shouldn't even almost have to ask for it. It just kind of happens because you've put all the right pieces in place. So just, just don't, don't shortcut your ability to, to learn things and to continue to gain knowledge. I think that's just one of the biggest things, especially in today's environment, information is available at every turn. So learn as much yeah. as you can about what you want to do. And then, you know, there's also no shortcut to hard work. You just got to put in the effort. I love that. You know, you heard it here first, right? Like there's no shortcut for hard there's no no shortcut for hard work, but always stay in a continuous um mode of of learning and trying to get as much as you can and I think that's going to uh translate to you helping your clients better and and being more authentic. So, um Brian, we appreciate the time and uh and 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 all the knowledge you shared with us today and man, this is another episode of how the grades do it.